KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. All right. Hey, what is this song? I like this. I know it. Every time I hear it, I like it. I just can't remember what it is. I know this song. This is just the intro intro of it. Is it Nine Inch Nails? It's a Nine Inch Nails song. It's good. You you know every I, song I out there. I played it. I know. I played this on the edge. I don't remember. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Um, question. Is anyone taking the Senate impeachment trial seriously? We just kicked off uh, day three, right? The the trial had resumed 11 o'clock when they start, and uh, uh, they're going to uh, apparently be focusing today on abuse of power. Uh, the House impeachment managers are going to be putting forward their evidence, which is them talking, and then they play some video clips sometimes, or they show text messages or emails, et cetera, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've been watching this, Monica Lindstrom. You know, I've been watching parts of it, and I've been listening to parts of it, but it's been kind of confusing, not for the substance of what they're saying, yeah. but it's been, what, three, four, five days, however long it's been. Three days. It's just been people up there talking. Well, you know, Barry March and I talked about this yesterday, that mm-hmm. that's not by accident. Um, Mitch McConnell mm-hmm. set the rules for this, which was Midnight one Mitch. camera pointed at the speaker. You can't pan to the audience. So you have no idea how uh, maybe some of these comments are going over. You don't get an eye roll. You don't get a fist pump, high five, nothing. And you, you know what else about the camera is that it's an elevated camera looking down at the person. Yeah, it's up in the gallery. So you you see the top of their head more than you never you get do, to you see. You see everybody's bald spot. Yeah. Well, Have you yeah, notice that? Yeah. Everyone but has a little thinning hair in the center. You don't get to see the their house. eyes. So it's, it's, just, okay. it's not even engaging. I mean, if it was at his eye level... Or their eye level, because there is a female right, right, right. or two talking. Um, it would be a little bit more interesting. But I can't tell sometimes if it's live or if they're just replaying it. Because it all looks the same. It all looks the same. I mean, it's the same marble backdrop. Uh-huh. They all uh, look the same. Congressman Schiff is speaking right now. He, he looks like he looked yesterday. So exactly. I, 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 I'm assuming if this is If it wasn't live. for that little thing in the corner that said live. Oh, okay. I, but the reality is... That it doesn't appear, and I'm not surprised, that anyone is taking this very seriously. Well, I'll put it this way. I think the House managers are taking it pretty seriously. Well, shouldn't the senators? I mean, they are the jurors. Yeah, they're not taking it seriously. How can you not take it seriously? It's an impeachment trial. It's a trial to remove the president of the United States. Have you heard any of them talk? Well, no. I mean, our own senator, Kirsten Cinema said that she wasn't going to talk about this because she would be a juror. I really liked that comment, by the way. Yeah. Others didn't have that. Others said, we already made up our mind. Let's hurry up and get to this so I can vote mm-hmm. without hearing anything. So, so is, it's nobody, preordained. Nobody's taking it seriously. Is Trump taking it seriously? No. No. It, what do you think the odds of him being removed from office are by impeachment? <sighs> Not high, not high, because it seems if if it goes the way that it's over. Oh, my God, we have a picture, (laughs) not of the senators, but at least of something more than the granite slab. Um, If it goes down the road that it has been going down, the vote will be 53, 47. 
Party line vote, 53 R's, 47 D's. Because there have been votes for amendments to the process and whether documents and witness will be presented. Got it. And the votes have been 53-47. Exactly. No no wiggle room at all. It's right there as it is. And I think most of the votes, if not all the votes you will see, will be 53-47, which means... So why are we even doing this? If nobody's taking it serious... I, I, I hear the argument, and, and I admit that I don't know. Is it important to go through the process to show that we have a process? But we it's not a real process. It isn't. It's not but it's a the true... only one we have in the Constitution. But it's not, I, I would argue that it doesn't even follow that because we've got, you know, no witnesses, no documents. And yes, I know that the Senate is entitled to figure out their own rules and do what they want to do. I get that. OK, I get that. But this isn't a trial. This is a, a procedure that the Senate is presiding over. Think about it that way. It is way. a political pro- but impeachment is a political process. This is not the Jody Arias trial. I know. We I are know. not looking for guilt or innocence. There's no because, rules of evidence. Because There's no ethics rules, you could argue. Be- well, there are no ethics in the Senate. That's because what I mean. your view of guilt or innocence apparently has everything to do with your political party you choose to belong to. And your history or your future within that political party. Can you imagine if one of the Republicans did not vote down party lines? Oh. Or three of them. They would be tweeted about instantly and descended upon by Trump pansies everywhere. They would have to change their party affiliation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is what people like uh, Justin Amash has done. Uh, And uh, and others who just said, you know, I I can't go down this road. Um. By the way, do you know what song it was? Thank you. What? Three people, one of them calling me a buffoon. Queens of the Stone Age, and no one knows. Sorry. Okay. It was Queens right. of the Stone All Age. All right. Yeah, it was good. And no one knows his name is. You know what, though, Bruce? Sorry, I will. I am a buffoon. We know that. Fat Boy Pup called me a buffoon. Then fat again, your Twitter boy handle is Fat Pup. Boy Pup. So. Does he have an emotional support dog? Probably. Um, I will continue to listen to this, but I I was hoping that. I would start getting more interested when it actually started, because these seem to all be the the openings, right? The opening statements, right? So I was hoping, okay, now we'll get to the trial. We'll have witnesses or documents no. or actual no. testimony, something. No. But no, it looks like it's going to be all of this. So they are, are they intentionally making this boring? Yes. Yes. Great. Yes. Great. The hope it, how about this? Here's my Here's some more proof of why this is intentionally boring and set up to be so by the R's. The defense of Trump is scheduled to start Saturday. Are, are you going to spend your Saturday sitting in front of the TV watching no, this? No, no. I have flag football and soccer and yeah. lots of other things to do. I would listen to it on the drive if it was interesting. If they were actually having witnesses and real testimony, not just argument, I would listen to it. Yeah. Although it seems like I've heard every single argument well, that's already. The thing. There is no new information. And that's, again, by design. They don't want any new information. They don't want anything. Oh, my goodness. So they're just going to be repeating everything mm-hmm. that if you were paying attention, you already know. And I see that. Because I've yet to hear anybody argue against the facts. The facts are not in dispute. No, it's the just call the happened. interpretation. Right. The call, mm-hmm. the call happened. The aid was withheld. There were multiple people involved mm-hmm. that 
all say the exact same thing, firsthand knowledge, that this was an effort to leverage damage against Joe Biden. This is not in dispute. The Republicans are just okay with that. Now, here's the thing. They won't be okay when a Democratic president does it, and you'll see them completely flip, and they'll talk about outrage. And that's the problem I have with, is that there are no principles. There are no uh, values or morals that are greater than your party affiliation. That's That's why I don't join cults. I just don't join cults as a matter of, 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 of principle. And the R's and the D's have become cults now, where you can believe... Gee, I think it's wrong for the president to use his power for personal gain. Mm -hmm. Full stop, period. Unless it's my president, then I'm okay with it. Well, then you don't really have a belief. Or unless you look at the facts and your interpretation is that he didn't do anything wrong. And we've had four people testify about the interpretation. And those were the four law professors. Three interpreted that Trump did something wrong and should be removed. One said that he didn't because you shouldn't go down this road. So really, it's about the interpretation. But here's the thing. You can have an argument about whether it rises to the level of removal from office. That is, that's and an argument. That's, that's the interpretation part. But we're not arguing about the facts. No, nobody's arguing about the facts. This is what was said. This is what was done. But does it rise to the level? Is it bad enough? That's the interpretation part. And like you said, the senators have already made up their mind. Can you imagine? They've already said Mitch McConnell said he already made up his mind. Lindsey Graham said he already made up his mind before anything happened. And here's the reality: made up their mind. These senators didn't pay attention to the hearings in the House. They didn't care then either. They don't. The facts are irrelevant. This is a political process, and they will retreat to their political sides. Mm -hmm. And. The hope is, even though the majority of Americans, according to every single public opinion poll out there, say, I think we should have witnesses and I think we should Mm -hmm. have evidence. Mm -hmm. They're hoping that when it comes around to vote for the great senator from the great state of whatever, that won't be the reason you vote against them or for them, whatever it might be. Probably not. We'll forget about it. Yeah, you'll forget about it. We'll be in football season. (laughs) There you go. The Phoenix City Council, did they cave in? On imposing new rideshare fees, or did they just delay the inevitable? Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. I want to acknowledge something. Monica Lindstrom in for Pamela, first off. Maybe, maybe you don't care about Uber and Lyft fees to and from Sky Harbor Airport. Maybe you don't, you've never taken Uber or Lyft, you have no intention of it. Maybe you refuse to fly. I, whatever. Right. Why should you care about this debate, this argument between the Phoenix City Council, the Arizona Attorney General, Mark Burnovich, the Arizona Supreme Court, and the Arizona Constitution? It's because it is about a bigger issue. And the bigger issue is the Arizona Constitution forbids cities from doing exactly what the city of Phoenix is trying to do. Although that is Attorney General Mark Burnovich's yes, argument. and I'm on his side. Uh, however, the Phoenix City Council says they're entitled to request and receive these fees because when rideshare companies use the roads of the airport and the curb of the airport, that is valuable space. They're making money off, so the airport should get a cut. Yeah, I don't... 
that it's seems not like a fee. Such a broad interpretation. It's, it, it's rent in a way. It's not a fee. It's not a tax because it's not forced on everybody. And that Uber and Lyft and other companies, when they signed up to get a permit to do this at the airport, they agreed to the fees. They agreed to them. And there were there was a fee for. Pickup only. I hope I didn't get that wrong. There used to be, or there still is, there is a fee for pickup, not for drop-off. Correct. The new fees were going to increase From two something to four dollars. And impose a drop-off fee. Of four dollars, yeah. While at the same time lowering the taxi and bus Yes. The, the, the what which, you call them, shuttles fee. Yeah, which smells not good. By the way, not at the same level, uh, less than half of the fee for Uber and Lyft, which is why I looked and said, well, then why are you picking on Uber? Why is Uber and Lyft the fee twice as much as a taxi cab? If yeah. it's about rent of the curb space, as you're making an and argument, of the road. are you telling me that a taxi uses less curb space? I think the only argument that I've heard that may be worthwhile there is that Uber and Lyft have something like 70% or, or a very large number of the drop-offs and pickups. So they should be charged more money because they use it more. But then wouldn't the fee be in each one of the rides? So it doesn't really make sense. So what happened is... Attorney General Mark Brnovich decided to file a lawsuit straight up to the Arizona Supreme Court to decide whether these fees are constitutional or not. And here's Brnovich's opinion. It was not only an unconstitutional tax, it was dumb. What they were doing was dumb policy. They were costing people jobs and they were it was going to significantly increase the cost for every single person that uses Sky Harbor Airport. So when they filed this lawsuit Mm. with the Arizona Supreme Court, It was determined, and the Phoenix City Council agreed, the Phoenix agreed to go ahead and put the fees on hold. So keep everything status quo. Well, because it was initially going to go into effect January 1st. No, no. February 1st. Oh, initially. Oh, okay. Okay. Remember all this? Because I remember flying back. I'm like, I was worried on January 1st. Like, how am I going to get home? True. And Uber and Lyft was working fine. Okay. So Mm -hmm. it was okay. And then it was going to be mid-January. And then mid-January became February 1st yesterday. And now we have things delayed till at least March 26th. Yeah, so our argument up at the Arizona Supreme Court regarding this issue is March 26th. Uh, I think the fees are going to be on hold until the summer, at least, because the Arizona Supreme Court is going to have time to make its decision. And rule, does this violate the... Arizona Constitution. Yeah, this is purely a constitutional question. Whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter. This is the exact kind of case that we want our Arizona Supreme Court to decide. Because we've got the Phoenix City Council saying one thing, and we've got the Arizona Attorney General saying something else. So this isn't a popularity vote. This is actually a constitutional issue. And um, I find it fascinating because both sides of the arguments I have on my Legally Speaking blog on KTAR, both co- arguments are really good arguments. If you look at the provision in the Arizona Constitution that mm-hmm. prevents cities, mm-hmm. counties, or the state from, from imposing, imposing or uh, new fees or taxes or raising existing ones. They say they're not imposing. This was a voluntary election to allow the fees. And it's not imposed against every ride that Uber and Lyft have, only the ones that come to the airport. I know. I'm just throwing the arguments at you. I don't. I know. Yeah. 
But there, I mean, these are very technical arguments, I would say. And it's going to require the Arizona mm. Supreme Court to make a ruling on this. So the long and short of it is, you'll still be able to take Uber and Lyft to and from the airport. You will not have to pay $4 each direction. You will still pay mm-hmm. the fee for... Pickups. Pick up, not Which is roughly off. two something, I like think. Buck seventy five or two dollars, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. At least, I would say at least until summer. Okay. Yeah. I'm on the side of Uber and Lyft, but again, again, most I, of us are. I'm on the side of less fees and taxes. But remember, for Uber and Lyft—they don't really have dog in the fight because they don't have to pay for it anyway. No, I pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not the heroes. They were the heroes. They pick up the fee. Yeah, that's not how business works. Nope. Um, Harvey Weinstein is on trial. The Me Too movement. Smack dab in the middle of a courtroom. But are the accusers going to be their own worst enemies? We'll tell you about that next. Arizona's news station. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. So you just heard uh, Bob McClay mention that the rape trial of Harvey Weinstein is underway. And we had testimony this morning from an actress uh, who says that Harvey Weinstein raped her more than 25 years ago. Now, she is she is not the one. She's not the plaintiff in this case. She was called as a witness, as we understand, to show that he's been doing this for quite some time. So like his modus operandi, yes. right? That That's a technical term for it, that he's been using the same plan to do this over the years. Yeah. Her attack is outside the statute of limitations. So she can't bring charges right. forward. They can't prosecute him for it, and she can't bring civil charges. Right. He is facing two counts of predatory sexual assault. Um, he's also facing charges in other states. I know uh, California has some as well. But one of the things that struck me, um, and by the way, I think Harvey Weinstein is most likely guilty. I think it's probably why maybe a lot of people aren't paying attention to this trial as well. I mean, as big as it the Me Too so thing obvious. was. Because I think like people are like, well, obviously he's guilty of this. Like Bill Cosby. Obviously guilty of mm-hmm. this. But some of the accusers of Harvey Weinstein, their own words might come back and damage their testimony and damage their credibility. The once powerful producer behind Pulp Fiction, Goodwill Hunting, and Shakespeare in Love is now fighting for his life in a drab New York City courtroom where he is on trial for allegedly raping a woman in 2013 and forcing himself on another woman in 2006. The defense has said his accusers sent Weinstein dozens and dozens of loving emails they'll reference during opening arguments. Prosecutors will show photos of the six women who will testify that Weinstein sexually assaulted them. So, I'm assuming these two things can both exist, and it's good that we have KTAR legal analyst Monica Lindstrom in the studio. Can a can you send innocuous or loving messages to someone who has also raped or sexually assaulted you? Yes. 
a lot of uh, rapes are a result of intimate violence where the 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 victim and the perpetrator know each other. In fact, I think in Arizona, it's like 67 percent of the rapes are caused by someone that you're married to or that you're in a relationship with. So they can rape you. Right. They, they don't have permission to have sex with you. You say no one time. And then if they force you to do it, then it's some type of sexual assault or rape. Then down the road, you might send them. You guys might make up. You might be OK with it. You might look past it because you have to and then send loving messages to them. Because. I want to acknowledge that I do think it. <sighs> It gives me a moment of pause. It should give you a moment of pause. When you have, again, these are these are some of the women who have come forward alleging rape or sexual assault. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then in the months and years after the alleged incident, there are emails, text messages, voicemails that say things like, miss you. Uh, I love you. I always do. Uh, One was uh, a girl talking about, quote, the breakup between her and her boyfriend, referring to uh, Harvey Weinstein. Um, Another one, dear Harvey, I haven't seen you in so long. How are you? This is, again, a woman who's accused him of rape. Two years later, she wrote, listen, I'm saving up to become a yoga teacher. I just want to announce myself as available for work. How much does it damage their credibility? That you say you 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 are at the point where you've come forward and you are willing to testify against him that he raped you, he sexually assaulted you, that he should go to jail for this, but that you continue to send him text messages and emails uh, expressing your fondness for him, asking for his help, etc. It 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 cheapens their testimony to me. I think it definitely puts a cloud over their testimony, and the reason why is you have seven men and five women on the jury. So how are those seven men and five women going to take that? First of all, it does impact the credibility of these witnesses. They could absolutely be telling the truth that he did this to them. And then they sent these messages later. It's it makes the job of the prosecutor much harder because now the prosecutor is going to have to try to explain the power inequity and the dynamics of the relationship that Weinstein had with these aspiring actresses. And I get that. It hurts. But it. doesn't it show in some way, shape, or form, and you're in the attorney, <clears throat> that this was the trade-off these these that these women women were willing to make? Made voluntarily made, right? Because it shows a consensual side of the relationship. Because let's get this straight. Harvey Weinstein isn't Brad Pitt. Oh God, not even close. Okay. Ugh. None of these women would be seen with him you in public. Could light Brad Pitt on fire, stomp on him with golf yeah. shoes. And he would still be better looking than Weinstein. The only reason Harvey Weinstein had any sort of relationship whatsoever is because of his power. Yes. So the prosecutor. But they knew that when they met him. And I get that. Just because he had the power, Mm -hmm. just because he could do things for them, just because they sent these messages to him does not mean he did not sexually assault them. Okay. But it does hurt how those seven men and those five women are going to think about these accusers having the consensual relationship with him after, because if he truly assaulted them, 
They're going why to Why would think, you go back? Why would you continue why would you this? Tell when you, you know missed it's him? going to why happen Why would you again? say you love him? Why <clears throat> would you ask him for a job? Why would you do all these other things? Because that's what I think. These are called bad facts. As a prosecutor, when I was a prosecutor, you always had bad facts. Yeah. You just have to deal with them and try to convince the jury, yeah, they're there, but look at all these other things. Okay. <clears throat> Again, I think he's guilty. I think he absolutely did these things. Yep. But I don't think these women helped themselves nope. by by at least continuing to communicate with him in a way that did not reflect the fact they thought they were raped or sexually assaulted by him. Makes the prosecutor's job much more difficult. Because the way I see that as a pig guy here apparently is, you are willing to make that trade-off. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was a deal with the devil, whatever you want to call it, that you were willing to make. Yep. And should you be able to come back later and say, by the way, in retrospect now, he raped me? And that's the question the jury has to decide. Have you heard about the coronavirus? You're going to be hearing a lot more about it, and you you probably should be. So where exactly do I go to invest in those little, uh, like, surgical masks? Where can Mm, I get those? Maybe Home Depot. How about if I just wore the full-on World War II gas mask thingy? You know what I'm saying? The eye ports in it. Mm -hmm. The dope look. We'll talk about the coronavirus coming up next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. I know this. This is the clash. Rock the Casbah. Okay. I was, I was going to ask you. I did not you. know. I forgot Queens of the Stone Age. No one knows. But the, I can, in my defense. every day. But in my defense, the reason mm-hmm. I didn't is because it was just the first few seconds of the song. And it was We call it looped. It was edit mm-hmm. loop. Mm-hmm. That it didn't get into the yeah. No, I just think you uh, you screwed up. You didn't know. There is that. You didn't know. I'm pretty good at like name that tune. Like in you the first are. couple of seconds, I, I know. Usually, usually know. That's songs, why I was so. surprised you didn't know it. Yeah, it happens. I'm yeah. going to keep pointing it out. No, I appreciate that. Monica <laughs> Lindstrom in for Pamela today. So, um, I recently became aware of something called the coronavirus, and it has nothing to do with a bottle of Mexican beer. <laughs> nothing. Well, as far as we know, right. Um, and here is why. Because I hear about these, you know, mad cow disease, SARS, all these things. Bird flu. Bird flu, avian bird flu. And I, mm-hmm. I, roll my, I go, whatever. It's not, you know, you're blowing this thing out of proportion. There's no chance that I'm going to get it. And, you know, one person There's got sick in Bangladesh and all of a sudden I need to worry about a the pandemic. lettuce down at the Safeway. Okay. Yes. Here's yes. what got my attention. Here's what makes me think the coronavirus might be slightly different. Might be real. Here's you ready for Not this? a giant conspiracy. In China, there are, I think it's now a total of four cities, including a city called Wuhan. Woohoo! Wuhan, Wuhan. That's larger than New York. By the way, did you know there is a city in China larger than New York called Wuhan? No. Yeah. So Wuhan, along with these three, and I'm saying they may be adding more cities to it as we go, have been quarantined. Like the hospital has been quarantined, the neighborhood. The entire bleeping city. 20 million, over 20 million Chinese are currently living in a city that has been designated as quarantined and they are told not to leave their homes and china the government has suspended all planes 
trains and ferries in and out of these cities in an effort to contain the coronavirus. I can understand why that grabbed your attention. A city the size of New York, they drew a circle around it and said, no one in, no one out. Sounds like a movie. But doesn't it? I yeah, think it was it really a movie. Yeah. I'm, th- yeah. I'm not exaggerating. I think it was. And that may be, for me, I'm not a fear monger. I don't think I'm going to get the coronavirus, but I will acknowledge when you tell me you've cordoned off 20 million people in China to prevent them from making contact with other humans. All right. Maybe this is a little more serious than mad cow disease, which you know, I, I had. I had brief. I had like a 24 hour mad cow disease. I was OK, though. Wow. I took you know, I, I want to point out because I hate snakes that they are claiming that this came from a snake in the market. Because this it's came from a, a from, fish market. Yes, from animals to So how the humans. hell did it, I still don't understand and Maybe I don't I don't think I want to know too. how the snake yeah, and the I, fish got I together. I don't either, but they Water said moccasins? based on studying the genetic code of the virus. Got it. It came from a snake. But um one thing you need to realize is that the coronavirus isn't just one strain. There are multiple strains and people we get coronavirus all the time. Got it. According to Doc Simpson, it's a very common thing. But it's a this thing. particular strain in China is unique is very unique and deadly. why because it comes from a snake yeah there's that that's what I'm saying uh, so that's why people are concerned here, and, and, and again <clears throat> it rises to the level of talking about it yeah because while only 17 people have died if you've got health experts from around the world who by the way are in support of the quarantine of quarantining 20 million people after only 17 million people die, it strikes me that their concern is much bigger than just this. Right, That this rises to the level of, because I just cannot imagine there is a outbreak of whatever you want, and we shut, we quarantine New York City. And something to think about is there are at least five airports here in the U.S. Yes. that are implementing screening. Because they have direct flights from yes. China. Now, we don't here in Phoenix, so you no. don't have to worry about that. But if you're flying anywhere okay. out of Phoenix and have connecting flights, you need to be aware of it. And get yourself a mask. Because why not? Atlanta, Chicago O'Hare, LAX, Kennedy in New York, and uh, SFO. The disinfectant wipes might not be able to knock out this strain. All right. That's what I use on the plane. Monica, thank you for your time. Thank you for being in here with us today. Thank you. Appreciate it. She's Monica Lindstrom. I'm Bruce St. James. We look through the double-pane bulletproof class. We've got DJ Tommy Two-Tone, super producer Stevie Z, and Bob McClay.